Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Healthcare Experience Matters. We are back again with Dr. Nita McGee. She is a recurring guest who we love to hear from. As loyal listeners to our show know, her insights are always enlightening, invaluable stuff. Dr. McGee is a mental health nurse practitioner with the VA Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi. She has more than 30 years of experience in healthcare. And in our last appearance with us, which I will link to in the description of today's podcast, we talked about managing patients' expectations. It was a great interview. And of course, please revisit that if you haven't seen it yet. Um, And I, I know that in that interview, Dr. McGee emphasized the importance of empathetic listening. So we're going to talk about that today, you know, empathetic listening with your patients and listening to patients with empathy. So Dr. McGee, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I want to ask you first and foremost, why is listening with empathy so important? Tell us about kind of what that means. Um, Well, Casey, for that empathetic listening, often it sets the stage for how we're going to interact with that patient. It's going to determine that flow for that visit. It's going to determine if it turns out to be a good or a bad visit. So with the empathetic listening, if it's appropriate, you know, depending on what the patient presents for the reason they're coming in. We want to be able to build that trust. And then for me, it leads way to beginning for them to develop that strong provider-patient relationship that we hope to, to develop. Um, and when you ask that, I thought about um, an example that I actually encountered yesterday where um, a patient came in and it was unscheduled. And um, the, although this is not always the case, but in this situation, um, I knew that something happened because this was a patient that generally don't come in when I review the chart. Um, He was a new patient to me, but I could see from his history that he was pretty much on time with his appointments, you know, nothing in between. So when when you encounter a situation like that, um, if the patient feels that they're not being supported or that we don't care or that we're not providing a genuine care, they're not going to share that information because it was his first time meeting me. and. It's what a term we use in mental health called guarding. So that patient could have easily been guarded. So when we think about the importance of that empathetic listening, we want to just always remember that without that easy trust being developed, that that person may be suspicious of of us. And again, they may not share the information we need. Um, They may um, be... um, um, and I've already said guarded, but kind of shut off and kind of um, I'm giving you what you asked me. Yes, no type answers. And for me, we missed the opportunity to offer that support that they may need and being an advocate. So just missing that opportunity to provide that patient-centered care, um, we may even miss saving a life. You know, with everything that's going on and this, you know, the suicide rates increasing, we don't know how much that empathetic ear could be just what they needed. So acknowledging my listening to him, not change, not not saying that what I offered would change the situation, but just letting him know that I was there. 
And that's the kind of experience that we want to give with the patient. And that that's one of the reasons that I again say that the empathetic listening is so important because it may give that small glimmer of hope that they need, you know, to to come to us the next time they need us. And I want to talk about body language when it comes to listening. I'm assuming that plays a major role in this whole conversation. So what are some good examples of uh, you know strong body language that one can utilize when listening? You just think about if you walk in a room and that person is sitting there with their arms crossed and just staring with nothing, that, that makes you shut down and like, why am I here? So when the patient comes in, that body language is what I say. They can read the room. And that's a phrase that I tend to use. And uh, some of the examples are the eye contact, you know, facing them when they're talking, you know, for providers, not tapping at your computer when, you know, they're talking. Sometimes, you know, that you may have to because of time constraints, but if if possible, if that patient is coming to you and it's time to use the empathetic listening, that means they need your attention. So the nodding, shaking your head, and I don't mean shaking your head like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. But it's the shaking that head that like, I acknowledge you. I hear you. I'm listening. And sometimes that body language could just be sitting there. Not a word. I know, but sometimes silence is all they need, that presence of being there. And other times we may need to just move a little bit closer to them, not so close that they feel uncomfortable. And you'll kind of notice them kind of back up a little bit. But if you can get just a little bit closer and lean in, what you're telling them is, I'm here and I'm listening. And other times it may be just um, repeating or paraphrasing is what we say, um, what they've said. And again, you're just letting them know that you're listening by, oh, they're paying attention. They heard what I said. So that, for me, is some of the key body uh, uh, languages and how it plays a part in the conversation. And as you just alluded to, you know, time constraints definitely are the X factor in this conversation. Um, you know, in this fast-paced environment of healthcare, time constraints can sometimes challenge these interactions with providers and patients. So how can healthcare professionals effectively balance the need for efficiency in those time constraints with empathetic listening? Well, Casey, uh, this one can be challenging. And I'll have to admit that because there are often time constraints and and numbers and you got scheduled patients. And I think back up to the patient I mentioned a moment ago who might present in crisis. There does come time when you have to um what you know give that unwarranted or unanticipated amount of time. But if you see that need, what I recommend is to to take a moment, ask that person for permission and call to the front desk or whatever your setting is and ask for that provide that that support staff to notify the next patient, you know, what's going on. And if the situation is, um, might need an interdisciplinary team, you kind of wait for that moment because sometimes there's a break. Like you're trying to, like you could tell they're trying to think what they want to share with you. And if you get to that moment, you can kind of communicate with them that, you know, I hear you, but you know, we have a great team here. And there's another provider that I would like to get you with, not putting them off. So you're letting them know that there's a team that you're working with. I mean, you want to make sure to effectively communicate and be transparent with them. 
But I have had those moments where I would have to let the patient know that I'll be calling them, you know, um, and checking on them. And my big thing is letting them know kind of a time of day so they're not sitting there waiting on me. But what's important about that is do what you say. Don't tell them you're going to call and don't because you're, you're going to break that trust that you tried to build at the very beginning of this interaction. And I've seen some of those phone calls create such positive connections. Now, answering your question, back to the balance. The balance may differ for me from provider to provider because I've actually asked this sometimes when um when um I was in a management role, like, you know, how do you manage your time, especially whenever it was come to productivity and efficiency? But I personally believe and I attempt to practice that no matter what uh, or who that individual is, putting forth that empathetic listening from the start of that encounter to the end of it. I'm talking from the for for the VA in my facility. That's the person to the front door, to the person to the to the desk to the person that that they may go to pharmacy for. But what you're doing is you're making it part of your routine. And when you make it a part of your routine, they know that you're going to always be considering their needs, but not just when they're in crisis, but if it's psychological, psychosocial, whatever it is, they know that, that they have you to kind of fall back on. But the challenge could be um, if you're not attentive, even if it's, say, for instance, I'll, I'll give an example of a patient calling and the person who answers the phone, all they want to tell you is about their medications. You may not be able to do anything about those medications, but taking that time to listen to them, that will cut down the amount of time of the frustration that they're spending in the first 20 minutes of their visit with me telling me about what you didn't do. So if everybody on the team from, like I say, from the first interaction to the to the end, can can show some empathy and just take time to listen and know what our customers need, I, I think that that will help cut down the time. But again, I will say again, there are those moments that an additional time is needed. That's when I'll say, keep the next patient, maybe next two patients informed. And when you're when you do that, what I've found is that they know that if it was them in that chair, you would give them the same level of, of, of acknowledgement empathy and respect and they would wait for that visit and so we know that empathetic listening can contribute to better health outcomes um let's talk a little bit about that what are your thoughts and what have you noticed on the connection between empathetic communication just what we're talking about today and actual better patient outcomes again we're talking about empathy and and building a rapport so when we build that rapport and we build that trust and we use that effective communication with our patients and be transparent, the outcome is they're going to share more information. Like I mentioned a moment ago, you're not going to they're not going to be shut off. You're not going to be shut off. So they're going to give and you're going to receive. Then the ties are going to turn because when you're ready to talk about that treatment plan and, and get them involved, you're going to be able to be more accurate with your diagnosis, with your treatment plan. If you need to refer to someone else, you're going to be able to, to give that patient-centered and person-centered care that you want to give. Um, another thing I've noticed is they're um, more compliant and they're adhered to the treatment plan, especially if they're involved in it. So involving them is important. 
but it also improves their health literacy. So giving those clear instructions, answering their questions, telling them what you want to share, telling them what you need them to do, that tends to, to give what I call a shared loyalty. That we, this is our plan. So that shared loyalty between, between provider and patient. And I personally believe that when a patient's perception is that we're working toward the common goal and that's their health outcome, I see they're willing to participate even more. Like I say, um, it sounds simple, but it's not as straightforward as it would appear. But again, I would say being able to effectively communicate, explain to them their diagnosis or whatever questions they have, that tends to improve the outcome because you've opened that line of communication and you've demonstrated to them that you are that engaged listener and they're going to be more open to ask questions and feel like they, they're not being rushed and that you you are actually trying to take care of them. This has been another amazing discussion. I cannot thank you enough for coming on today again, Dr. Nita McGee. Yeah. Anything else that we missed or that you wanted to mention before I close it out here for us? Um, while we're talking, as I thought about... Um, you know, we, we're talking about in, in, um, um, empathy, but sometimes when I'm having conversations, um, people interchange the words empathy and sympathy. I just want to point out that people know that there is a difference and to keep in mind that we communicate to our, pa- our patients, their families, their caregivers, or whoever we communicate with. When that empathy is there, you're letting them know that I, I I feel you. I know how you feel. And that's what you wanted to display. And that's the empathetic part of the care we're providing. You're, you're doing that listening. And my very last thing, and this has been um, a task of mine this last six months or so, is working toward professional development. Always be a lifelong learner. And I'm, I'm learning out in just in my practice that the diversity of our patient population is constantly evolving. Even our workplace is constantly evolving to the point that we want to make sure to be that empathetic listener, that we're able to consider different values, beliefs, and norms, and don't present with those biases that we know can kind of sometimes interfere. So those are, are my closing remarks. And those are the things that I think about whenever I think about an empathetic um, listener. Dr. Nita McGee has been our guest today on Healthcare Experience Matters, a a mental health nurse practitioner with the Sonny Montgomery VA Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi. And I also want to mention that um, Dr. McGee has been working with uh, people one-on-one, coaching them through kind of things of this nature. So I will include her email in the description of today's podcast. I really encourage listeners to to reach out to her for more information. As you can see, she's just a wealth of knowledge, and we really appreciate having her on today. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.